You're listening to the State of Love and Trust, a Pearl Jam podcast. Follow the show on social media and remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on your podcast platform of choice. Now, here's Jason and Paul. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The State of Love and Trust. It's a Pearl Jam podcast. I'm one of your two hosts, Jason Carapesi, and alongside me, as always, is Paul Gillieri. Paul, we are in episode two, part two of our look back at Yield, and I'm excited. Are you excited? You, you, you should be excited. It's always a wonderful and joyous occasion when somebody other than you and I are speaking on this podcast. So yes, we, we have some guests that we're going to bring in a little bit here. Uh, I've noticed that the band is actually pretty excited about yield uh, in the in its 25th anniversary as well. They're pumping out the content. They've got a whole splash screen on the webpage. They're putting out single video theories that have been updated with, mm-hmm. you know, high HD. res, the whole yeah. shebang. So um, apparently they're in on it as well. Uh, before we get to all that fun though, we have to remind you, of course, of course, if you want to help the show out, the easiest thing to do, Paul, is feed that algorithm, baby. Oh, yes. Rate, review, subscribe on your platform of choice. Easy as that. And it costs you no money whatsoever. It just helps other Pearl Jam fans find the show that much easier. However, if you felt like it, you could throw $5 a month at Patreon and get some extra stuff if you wanted to. Otherwise, we're just going to hang out and that's cool. So, yeah. like I said, we've got friends here. We've got uh, Bradley from Indiana. We've got Rob from Tampico, Illinois. I said it right. It's Tampico, Illinois. If you're from the area, you know I'm right. <laughs> Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. Thank you. So you guys are here because you were lucky enough to go to the show in Milwaukee, Wisconsin in 2014, where they played the entirety of the record. Yes? Yeah, that is correct. So out of the gate, I have to ask you this. How many shows have you guys been to in just overall? Uh, I've been to 14. 14 for Rob. And uh, I did my 41st this past uh, fall. 41st, Paul. (laughs) The, the, The impressive numbers. Well, impressive numbers. That's a lot. I don't know how you guys do it. Hopefully you can remember <laughs> this particular show amongst all of those 14, none too shabby. I think that actually beats Paul's number. And <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So you've gone to that many shows. Let's think back nine years. So you're on your way to the Bradley center in Milwaukee. What are you feeling? What are you thinking about? Do you have any idea that this, that this night is coming the way it's going to come? Uh, to be honest, uh, kind of, sort of, cause we were, uh, on our way up there and we went the same route. Wayne and Garth went, uh, to go see, uh, <laughs> Atlas Cooper and we did you have the seeing... licorice in the roof. <laughs> no, but we listened to the same song they did, uh, on the soundtrack, uh, the chili pepper song, <laughs> but, uh, we kept seeing yield signs along the interstate. Once we hit the Wisconsin border, like every so often on the interstate. And but there was no road construction. And my friend Kimber that came with us was like, 
I bet they play yield tonight because we were lucky enough to be in Moline a couple nights before. Oh, oh you were at Moline too? For well, no cat. I live like 45 minutes from Moline, man. It was, oh, yeah. Dude, you, you, th- th- uh, you, you were on a legendary run at this point then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same for me. I was, I also was at the Moline show. I did the, I did a few in a row that, that tour, um, me this and is disgusting. We're ending the show now. <laughs> <Yeah>. Well, <laughs> there's so many close cities in the Midwest. It's easy to hit multiples on this on a, on a tour this here. So, true. Um, but yeah, so uh, me and the person I went with, um, I put in one of us put in Milwaukee and one of us put in Moline as our first choice in the lottery. And we happened to get them, and so wow. so we got that. And then my birthday was the same night as the Memphis show a few nights prior. So I went to that one and then was so, so it was like every other show. And so we're like, well, we might as well go do all of them in a row. So then we got general public tickets for um, the Detroit show and the St. Paul show. So we had done all five of them with the Milwaukee show ending the the tour for us. And um, after the Moline show it was just like, how can this be topped? You can't, <laughs> this is, this is unbelievable. And, um, and there's just a lot of scuttlebutt amongst like in the, like the merch lines and that's a great uh, word, by the way, and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And, 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 and yeah. And so just like, there's like, even at the St. Paul show, everybody's, Oh, I wonder if they're gonna do something tonight or, Oh, you know, was, was it, are they going to do a bunch of them in a row? Is tonight going to be another night? And, and then St. Paul turned out to be a good show, but you know, nothing as legendary as Moline or Milwaukee. So, so when Milwaukee hit, it was kind of, I don't say expected, but it didn't, it wasn't as shocking as, as, as Moline. Cause that came out of nowhere. I mean, I imagine then that the second you heard brain of Jay, you just, you knew it was coming at that point. Both of you guys. Oh yeah. I lost yeah. my, I lost it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. they put Bob O'Reilly like fifth. And they're like, why would they do that? Exactly. Uh, Some, something felt off a little or not off, but something just felt a little interesting about the, the set list set up early in the, in the show. And, uh, and so obviously that was, one of the reasons why I knew something was up when they had the Rick Nielsen matching guitars, when Mike and Jeff, when Jeff, mm. made, when they matched, I didn't expect them to come out that early, but I, I thought something was up when I saw that. Yeah. You bring, you bring a guest like Rick Nielsen out five songs in for Baba. And you're like, this doesn't, <laughs> something smells a little funky here. Uh, oh man, that's amazing. Okay. So you go in, you both now, let me ask you this because whenever I hear us like the, the first note of a song and you, generally like the last thing, five shows I've been to, I've been with Paul. If I hear like, the first note of a song and it's something that I've really been wanting to hear, I'll turn to him, grab his shirt by his shoulders, by his collarbone and shake him violently in excitement. <laughs> like, ah, it's glorified. Ah! Did you turn to your, whoever you went with when brain of Jay hit and go, Oh my God, you know what's going to happen? I think so. Yeah. We looked at each other directly in the face and our heads blew up. Right. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, same. It was Facebook it was just one of, right. It was one of those where we looked and we're just like, all right, well, we, we kind of we not expected it, like I said, but we like, okay, this is it. This is official. So it's uh, it's like that meme with the I forget the actor's name. Uh the guy from um what was it McLovin? Uh not the guy who played McLovin, but uh where he looks over and he goes, It's happening, isn't it? It's it's, it's, it's happening. This is happening. happening Pretty much it's all right, so you you get to Brand of J and you're like, oh my god, this is this is happening, isn't it? And Faithful happens, you're like, oh my god, it really is happening. Some of those songs haven't been played in a little bit. Some of those songs are played all the time. 
from what is that 13 songs if you don't count red dot what what song stood out to you from a performance standpoint what, what song were you like oh man they they absolutely nailed that i mean do the evolution of course they're gonna nail given the five of course they're gonna nail what kind of threw you for a surprise and said wow that was great uh pilot yeah i was gonna say um I, if pilot would have been my second choice and my first one i was gonna say no way uh was really um you know, like for them not playing it as often, like you said, given to fly and do the evolution, even something like wishlist, they play so frequent that it's, mm. you know, it, it, they're not going to really goof it up or, you know, they know what they're doing with those songs. Um, but the other songs that are more rare, the push me, pull me, things like that. You think that like, okay, they haven't played them in a while. Maybe they might have some rust on them, but no, I mean, I thought that no way and pilot, both of them and, and push me, pull me, although like the, the quote rare songs are, we're, spot on they did a, a hell of a job on those and i was pleased you know it was awesome to hear you know good stuff you gotta think and, probably rehearsing those like every sound check for a few shows to kind of <laughs> nail them right because they <laughs> they push me pull me in probably 10 years or something right yeah now now yeah, which is, is i i have to ask i mean obviously i'm curious if there was a song in that sequence that you would classify as your your least favorite either it's your least favorite on the album or it, it's your least favorite to hear live. Hmm. Like what song? Think. What song did they play from the album that you're like, man? I'm glad that I heard the entire album, but that one just did not do as well as I thought it was going to do. Hmm. I'd probably say Wishlist because I mean that's no one kidding. of the ones. That, yeah. I well, I've heard that a bunch of times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. That's. I kind of. I was going to say something like that along the lines for like. Maybe something like do the evolution. Not that they played poorly or anything, but I've just seen it so many. It was like it wasn't as exciting because obviously I already knew it was coming next because of the sequence of the album. Yeah, and yeah. then on top of it, you know, it's one that's just played all the time. So it's less exciting. Not that they like I said, they didn't play mm. it by any means. So they do like a bad job on it or anything like that. But um, but you know, it's just like I said, maybe it wasn't as you know, I wasn't ex as excited because of you know what I was well, on that note, there. knowing what was coming. What song were you most excited to hear from Yield, knowing that you were going to hear the whole album? Uh, for me, it was all those yesterdays because that's that was the only song I had yet to see you up to that point. Both. I had yeah, I had, I had seen everything else at least once before, and okay. um, and all those yesterdays was the only song that I had oh, not okay. seen. Nice. So as soon as they got into Faithful, I'm like, well, I'm going to get this one checkmarked <laughs> off my list. So yeah, same, same. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, fun fact, Paul does not like that song very much. Uh, I happen to really enjoy it. I think it's lovely. And I love the call. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I'd rather listen to Push Me, Pull Me 10 times out of 10. <laughs> well, hey, all, that, that, that performance of Push Me, Pull Me was great. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it was. I love the callback to uh, to Dissident with the uh, the the path being okay. You know, not not scared of it kind of thing. But right. Escape um, is never the easiest. But escape. What did I say? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so where were you guys sat? Were you guys GA? Were you in the lower bowl, upper bowl? Where you where you guys at? I was in the upper bowl, but like straight above Mike. Like uh, I'm always, no matter what, if I get my tickets wherever I get them, I'm always on Mike's side. I've only <laughs> been on one show that wasn't Mike's side. Yeah, I was in the lower bowl on Mike's side. I was, I guess, 
basically right where like the pit ends and like the reserve seats start on the main okay. floor. I was like right at that, like where the, like right there where the, I guess you say a partition ended or whatever. And I was like right in line with that on Mike's side of, I don't know, several rows up or whatever, but. Generally the Mike side is a very fun side. You get to see that man whale. Yeah. Uh, so from those vantage points, did you happen to see anything that really stuck out to you? Could you notice something across the way that stuck? Was somebody always dancing or something? Like, g- give me like a story that I wouldn't know from listening to the bootleg. Um, well, I didn't notice anything like on the stage or anything like that. But the one thing I did notice and kind of get excited for for later in the show, not during the yield section, but throughout the tour or throughout the last several shows during porch. Eddie kind of went and ran around the um, like the, the the pit seats, like just like with this microphone and was singing along. And since we were right there, like we we're like, oh, man, Eddie might come right next to us to mm-hmm. sing part of the song or something. And he did. He didn't stop and like get up in the crowd, but he came like, you know, pretty close to us, just walking past as he was going out, like in the crowd and like the aisleway kind of thing. So um, so that was really cool and exciting. And um you know, that's not something you'd, you'd, you'd be able to pick up on the What, what song was that, do you think? Uh, I think it was during, during um, I thought it was during Porch, I think during, um, like, you know, later in the set. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, what, what, what did you see? I don't know. I was like at a weird vantage point because like I could see Mike walk off stage and get his guitars out of the cabinet and everything. Mm-hmm. And then the stage lights like the you could see the, the pit moving the whole time. And it just getting just getting ready to watch him shred. And he. <laughs> He just, he turned around and just looked straight up and just, and, and like the, the solo and even flow, dude, I've seen it. I've seen it every time I've seen them and it gives me goosebumps every time. Nice. What a vantage point to, to watch Mike from when you're just high above it. You can see the crowd in a, in a, in a zoomed out way, just react in like a mass to what, what like the band's doing, what he's doing. Yeah. All right, gentlemen, it, it, you guys are warmed up. You're proud okay. because it, it, sure. it's time. It's assessment time, guys. Yeah, here's the thing. This was all fun and games to try and to talk about the show. But the real reason we wanted you on here is we're going to do a bit of a, a bit of a pop quiz game show here. And hence why you have um, something in front of you to write on. So we have uh, receipts here. The winner of this quiz is going to get a copy of Yield on vinyl. Oh, okay. oh wow. So. I hope you know a lot about this record because you're about to possibly win it. (laughs) And these questions I came up with, came up with them the other day. They're just basic facts about the, about the record. Obviously browsers are away. No, no cheating, no browsers. Okay. You're going to think you're going to write down your answer. So we have the receipt and then we're going to hold them up. And whoever has the most points at the end is going to win. Cool. Pretty easy. Paul is keeping tabs. And uh, we're just going to go down the list here of our, of our, you know, Paul, if there's a discrepancy, Paul and I will confer about it. Like, like the huddles, like, like NFL officials. Um, all right. We ready? We got our writing utensils ready to go. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'm going to, I got to, I got to figure out some, some fun background music, Paul. Oh, I know what it is. Uh, Red dot, obviously. And there, okay. <laughs> there you go. No, it's hummus. hummus. Of course. Hummus. Yeah, come yeah. On. <laughs> all right. Here we go. So. And it'll vary in difficulty. There's no order of difficulty here. What day, not like day of the week, but what what was the date of the release of Yield? You've got like 10 seconds to write it down. And three, two, one. 
And let's hold it up to the camera. Oh, I'm way off. Oh, the you guys were Bradley. remarkably close. <laughs> I think, right? February 3rd, 1998 is the correct answer. What did you get there? Seventh? Rob, did you put seventh? Yeah. Seven. yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's, 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 that, that, you, you are wrong, but barely. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a remarkable <laughs> answer. All right. So Bradley with an early, early lead here. All right. <laughs> Next question. What city was the record recorded in? By the way, the, the wording of these questions is intentional. So you might say, oh, wasn't this part? No. Hmm. All right. So three, two, one. Pencils down. Hold up your answers. Uh, Atlanta. Uh, Rob says Atlanta. Seattle. And Bradley says Seattle. Bradley, again, you are correct. Oh. The album was recorded in Seattle. It was mixed in Atlanta. Mixed oh. in Atlanta. Still plenty of time. I got like 15, 20 more questions. We're good. We're good to go. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, yeah. We got plenty of time here. All right. So who produced the record? Who produced the record? It's a name you probably know. Oh, it's... Five more seconds. Three, two, one. Pencils down. Answers up. So Rob says Rick Rubin, Bradley says Brendan O'Brien. Bradley, you are correct. Brendan O'Brien. <laughs> Come on, Rob. <laughs> I'm drawing blank. <laughs> it's okay. All right, here we go. Question number four. A little bit harder. What was Yield's highest Billboard 200 chart position? What's the highest it got? Remember, a lot of the records, I think, through no code, went to number one. Did yield? Did it fail to get to number one? Where did it, where did it top out? All right, here we go. Pencils down in three, two, one. All right, answers. What do we got? Bradley says number two. Rob says number three. Bradley is right. It got to number two. Oh. That was the highest it got. Oh, oh. man, this is quite the. <laughs> <laughs> quite the lead we got here, Bradley. I, I wasn't sure. I thought it might have gone number one. I couldn't it remember. Not, it was so I, I took record, a shot at two. First record not to get the number one. Um, by the way, bonus question. Uh, this is for three points. Bonus question. What record, what album beat it out for number one? Should I write it down? Write it down. Bonus All question right. worth three points. Rob, this is your chance. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> hey, I'm taking a shot in the dark here. What was the, what, what was yeah. happening at the time? What was popular? Well. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bonus question for a reason because it's it's an answer that you might not know. All right, three. I just took a guess. Two, one. Throw it up. What do you got? I got away, and it's more set. I wrote in sync. You know what, Paul? Both of those answers are fantastic. They're both they, 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 they are, but you have to think bigger <laughs> than that. What movie? Captivated. Oh, was it Titanic? Hearts. It was Titanic. Titanic. Oh, that makes Soundtrack. sense. Soundtrack. How about that? Oh. All right, here we go. Next question. Wishlist was the second single from the record. What studio song was its B-side? What studio song was its B-side? Oh, Jesus. I had this single, too. Oh, man. You better get this one, Rob. 
we're gonna have uh, words. Uh, we're gonna have words, Rob. Uh, Three, two, one. Pencils down. Uh, so Rob, I'm sorry. Um, Rob says dissident, and Bradley says pilot. You're both wrong. The answer is you. Oh, God. Right. Oh, dude. yeah. <laughs> Rob is so <laughs> mad at himself. I don't even know this. Yeah. You're going to go back to like your your, your CDs in a second. Like, it's right back there. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one. Always time. There's still plenty of time, guys. We got tons of questions here. Great. All right. Now, how long is the record? Price is right rules. You got to be under. So without going hmm. over... How long is the record? Minutes and seconds. What do we got? Three, two, one. Pencils down. Answers up. Bradley says 55. Rob says 39.43. Rob, you've got. Rob, you're on the board, buddy. On the board. (laughs) Correct answer is actually 48 minutes, 37 (laughs) seconds. Rob has got this one. Actually, Rob, you have been super close to Backspacer, which is 37 minutes. Yeah. Nailed this one. I like it. All right. Rob's in the game. All right. Next question. This is kind of a hard one. There is a sample of a Pearl Jam song within Push Me, Pull Me. What is the name of that song? It's a real rare one I'll, I'll give i'll give you that i can hear it god you damn. can hear it <laughs> i can hear it. it's at the beginning of the song before they get going before that baseline kicks in a few more seconds to think about it this is a tough one, Paul. Oh, baby. Well, it's got that industrial opening. It that sounds like a garbage truck <laughs> is lowering it. It's like, <laughs> it's like that right. moment in the Terminator. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, one. Pencils down. Do we have guesses? What do we got here? Uh, so Bradley says, happy when I'm crying. And Rob said, what was that, Rob? Animal. Animal. No, sorry. It is happy when I'm crying. Holy shit, Bradley oh. pulled it out of his ass. Look at that one. <laughs> all right, all right. Here's another weird one that anybody could get because why would you know this? the, the answer to this? Jack Irons is famous for using this thing as an instrument on his drum kit. You would have seen it in single video theory, especially if you watched Do the Evolution, which was released a couple days ago makes quite the cameo think of what you know what would a child play drums with sure before they have a drum kit at home at the house around the house let's say <laughs> look at Paul no no leading the witness here I'm just trying to like you know this is a tough one so I gotta alright here we go three two one pencils down answers up Bradley says trash can lid and Rob says, "Bucket, Paul. Can we accept bucket? Uh, or is, that too, is that too vague? We can. We, we can give him one on that. Okay, we can give him one on that. So what, what, what is that? Seven, seven to two. Seven to two. Seven to two. Still plenty seven of time, Rob. All right, here we go. Next question. 
where is the yield album art shot where was it photographed and this you know where is kind of a vague term right so you could be both right it depends on what you say there may or may not be a follow-up answer by the way or question by the way what if i get them both i think i'm right <laughs> well let's see let's let's see this could be your your uh your turn here rob all right three two one answers up bradley says montana and rob says big sandy montana you're both right the bonus question is what is the name of the highway that it was shot at does anybody know i'll give you a hint it's a number state highway something in montana three points if you get this three points state highway what all right three two one what do you got State Highway 10 is what I guessed. Oh, that's a great guess. Oh, Interstate 10 is you down south, Jets. That was our territory. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's by us. <laughs> that's by us. No, actually, it's a, it's a State Highway 200. State Highway oh, 200 wow. is the name of that highway. Well, All right. So, Blaylock. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I did. I was like, ah, 10's a Pearl Jam number. I'll I know. And I, 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 I would have <laughs> leading you that way, but it was not that, unfortunately. Actually, it's, Paul, to be fair, State Highway could have been 10, not Interstate. Uh, uh, that's true. So, that's true. All right, moving on here. We're about, I think we're about halfway through the questions. Here we go. The album Yield, the album Yield was nominated for a Grammy in 1999 for what? This is a tricky one. The wording matters. All right, three, two, one, and pencils. Up, what do we got here? Um, best, best alternative, alternative rock. rock. Album, I, I wrote best alternative record. record. I scribbled okay. it real quick. And best alternative yeah. album from both wrong. It's great, huh. great guesses. Both, both incorrect. The correct answer actually is best album packaging. Wow. Oh. The, the way they had the booklet and all that. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Very cool. Yeah. That was a trick. I, I didn't know that was the thing they awarded at the Grammys. Yeah. Yeah. Nominated. Uh, do, do the Evolution was nominated for like best rock song i think but it did not win but they won for that or they they were nominated for the uh best album packaging um here's one a radio station played the entire album early and astute fans <clears throat> astute fans taped it and released it online early what city is that radio station in that leaked the album early Rob, you seem to know this immediately. You're you're already pretty, you're, yeah, you're just done. I hope you're right. Either that or I'm in the right state, I think. Okay. <laughs> Maybe we'll give you a half point if you're in the right state. All right. Three, two, one, pencils down, answers up. Um somewhere in Vermont. <laughs> somewhere in Vermont or New Hampshire. <laughs> Rob says Seattle. Unfortunately, Neither of those is correct. The correct answer is Syracuse, New York. Oh, oh. that was a tough one. That was a tough one. All right, let's move on to how many copies did Yield sell in its first week? And again, Price is Right rules closest without going over. How many copies did Yield sell in its first week? Now, Versus sold damn near a million. 
and it held the record for for five years until NSYNC came along. I think it was. That's why I guessed NSYNC earlier. <laughs> ah. All right, pencils down. Three, two, one. Answers up. Bradley says five hundred thousand. Rob says three fifty. Oh, you answer, are close, woo! Rob. Yeah, this is like it's like Price is Right when you get within was a hundred dollars you get both showcases. Rob, there's yeah. three hundred and fifty-eight thousand wow. copies. Off by you, 8, 000, eight thousand shy. He's a he's a double showcase winner. <laughs> double showcase. Yeah. So Rob's in the game here. Another point for Rob. Uh, the next question. We may or may not have already said the answer at some point tonight. <laughs> what is the name of the hidden track at the end of Yield? Oh yeah. What is the name of the hidden track? It's playing right now underneath us. Three, two, one. Answers up. Bradley says hummus. Rob says red dot. It's actually hummus. That is the hidden track. Red dot is track number eight, I want to say. All right. What Led Zeppelin song is often said to have been ripped off by Mike for Given to Fly. Rob seems pretty confident in his writing. Aggressive penmanship, I like that. Left-handedness. <laughs> Bradley seems to be ready to go. All right, three, two, one. Answer's up. Both of oh, you nailed nail this, going one. to California. Boom, easy, both get a point. Love it. Next one is relatively easy as well. I think, I hope. What does MFC stand for? Oh no, Rob, don't give me that face. No hands on faces, you know this, come on now. Thou shalt not emoji on this podcast. Ed, Ed may or may not have been in one on the, the song Gone. All right, pencils down, answers up. <laughs> Rob, Rob, Rob wins for creativity. Yeah. Uh, it is not Matt, Matt fucking Cameron, although it should be. You know, I'm yeah. you, you know what? I'll give you a half point, Rob. Half point for that <laughs> answer. You're right. You're also right. But the correct answer is Mini Fast Car, and Bradley got that. So a half point for Rob, a full point for Bradley. All right. Second to last question, guys. This is a tough one. What book inspired Ed to write Do the Evolution? What? book there's a few books that inspired songs yeah. on this record jeff was reading master in the margarita when he wrote pilot snip um, did reference this book in his guest spot he did last, last week. week he met yeah. in this book at the outset and i and i told him that i hadn't read it i have <laughs> since watched a youtube review so i know what it's about now <laughs> as i've stated uh, before the if, academic luminary oh man of us if a, if a book was was um given to me to read in middle school or high school I probably did not read it because I'm the terrible student alright three, two, one. pencils down I know I'm wrong but uh, 1984, 1984 from Bradley and Catcher in the Rye it's a hell of a guess yeah. unfortunately both answers are not right the correct answer is Ishmael by Daniel Quinn oh that's right which, which I'm told is delightful Paul you, 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 you've, you're a well read man uh, I read it once, not in 1998. 
It was uh, a little de- little deeper into my college years when I okay. got around to that one. It's probably circa 2020, tw- 2002, 2003. All right. All right. Yeah. Uh, last question here. Well, I do have a, a bonus question that we'll ask anyways. Um, last question is, who directed Single Video Theory? Who directed it? And, and a clue is that this person also directed a very famous music video for the band. Oh, I'm, Bradley, am I screwing you up here? Am I, am I throwing you a curveball? <laughs> You like a little bit, but shit. What is it? Ah, I'll be alright. I think I'm wrong now, but that's a big deal. Okay, three. Rob, you doing okay? I I got it. You got it. Okay, Rob's got it. Cameron Crow and Todd McFarland. Oh man! So Todd McFarland, of course, directed uh, the "Do the Evolution" video. Cameron Crow, friend of the band, did Pearl Jam Twenty. Did singles but did not do a music video to my knowledge. The answer is Mark Pellington, who directed mm. Jeremy. I should say, directed the version of Jeremy that we've seen. Correct. The original version oh, of sure, Jeremy. Oh, sure, right. A different guy. But um, yeah, Mark Pellington. So here's a bonus question. Uh, it's worth a kajillion points. No, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's <laughs> a fun answer. Fun question. Red Dot features lyrics and singing by Jack Irons. I'm going to give this one Five, this one's worth eight points. There were eight points. Eight points, this question. As judged by Paul. Because it's very subjective. I'm putting Paul on the spot here. <laughs> so Red Dot features lyrics and singing by Jack Irons. What is he singing? Wrong answers only. Wrong answers only. Wrong answers. The answer wins. Eight points at stake here. Give me your best wrong answer for whatever the hell Jack Irons is singing in Red Dot. <laughs> this is a tough one. Oh man, this is just this is gonna put your creativity on display. <laughs> Rob's having a <laughs> chuckle. I like that. Love a good chuckle. Bradley seems very focused. I like it. Okay, here we go. Three, two, one, answers up. Bradley says, My, my heart, heart will go. go. <laughs> <laughs> and then Rob says, Grandpa's little ditty primus. <laughs> I, I, love both of those. I love both of those. <laughs> oh, that, that, that's not fair. That's not fair. <laughs> well, what is the tally, by the way? What is the tally? Uh, the tally? Brad has 10. And uh, Rob has an admirable five and a half. Five and a half? <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. Well... Paul, what, what do we think? Is Bradley the winner? Uh, I, I'm going to say uh, Bradley by half point on this one. By half by a ha- point. By half. So yeah, the he, winner. He, he, it's like the race. It's the nose. The, it was like this. The, the nose just nudged ahead there after a furious comeback from Rob. Rob came in hot. Around the bend. <laughs> around the bend. Ooh. Pun intended. There we go. <laughs> so the yield, the copy of yield, uh, Bradley, that will go to you. And uh, you know what, um, Rob, you've been a good sport. We're going to send you a copy of Not For You, the latest Pearl Jam book that came out about a year and a half ago. It's a fantastic book. I don't know if you have it, but it's a great read. So we're going to send a copy of you just for just for playing, for coming out. Uh, We appreciate you guys for coming on and uh, telling us about your experience at seeing the entirety of of Yield being played and just talking and celebrating this album. we hope you had a good time and uh, yeah, thank you very much. 
Yeah. No, I had a great time and thanks for having us and uh, keep up the good work. I'm, I'll keep listening. Thanks, Chance. Yeah. Thanks for having us. All right. Big thanks to Bradley and Rob for coming on and sharing their yield played in full from Milwaukee. Milwaukee? It's Algonquin for the good land, I'm told. Um, <laughs> stories. And um, the quiz, the pop quiz. It's our first pop quiz, Paul. I know. It uh, it took us a while to come up with something like that. It's pr- pretty fun. Tri- trivia night with all of you, good Ooh. listeners. So ho- hopefully you guys played along. It, my, my, my question is, how many of you were yelling at your, your, your dashboards yeah. or, <laughs> or just people in general around you as we were asking the questions? Like, how do you not know that? Oh, my God. Uh, well, there you go. Uh, maybe we'll do this again sometime because quizzes are fun and winning stuff is fun. So the copy of Yield on vinyl goes to Bradley and a copy of uh, Not For You by Ronan Givney um, is on its way to Rob for coming on. So that's awesome. Let's move on though to our lyric of the week. Lyric of the week this week, Paul, this is it. This is the last track from the yield sessions proper. So we finished the yield album last week with pilot and now, as far as I'm aware, this is the last track made available to us to review from the Yield Sessions. It's Leatherman. So this is uh, the chorus from Leatherman. I don't really know how we can talk about these lyrics because it's a very obvious story. So you know what? How about we just have Ed tell you what the hell this is about? So two Christmases ago, uh, I was staying with a good friend somewhere out in the outskirts, outside of the city, outside of the trains, outside of the traffic. And uh, this next song was written about this uh, guy that we learned about on our... uh, on this hike that we took, we took this hike and this, I don't know, these back trails and this, this guy used to set up these little uh, caves, you know, rock caves and, and he had them all spread around like for 10 miles and he would just every night go to a different cave, each one was a few miles away from each other. Uh, so the next song is written about him and actually that last song could have been written about him as well, actually. Leatherman, off he goes, there he goes. Says Leatherman. So yeah, so not 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 much of this one, Paul. It's pretty much the story of a guy that just kind of walked back and forth from Connecticut to New York State. Well, listen, there is a, a cool thread on the um, the pool the, the the Pearl Jam discussion boards, and uh, it says Leatherman the story, and it was posted in uh, it looks like July of two thousand and eight. Yeah, by a username Ball Game, and and it's it's a really really extensive breakdown of um, Terrytown and and this whole elongated uh, story and, and and the background for it. It's actually like almost like a research project. So There's if you really want, yeah, if you want to go down the rabbit hole on this sucker, I'm telling you right now, look this post up. Just type in Leatherman the story. And uh, you, you, you will hear all about the Darrow family of Shrub Oak in northern <laughs> Westchester. 
and uh, the fact that Leatherman might be Jules Burglay. Yeah. End of story. Apparently not, according to historian Dan DeLuca of Meriden, Connecticut, who continued the research. I'm not going <laughs> to summarize all this right now because uh, it, it, I mean, it's a tome. But yeah. I'm telling you, it, 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 it's, a, it's a fun rabbit hole to go down. So if you like mythology, this song is for you. Yep. Basically. Well, yeah, there's not much to say about it. It's it's a, it's a story about this guy that is a mythic myth, mythical mythical figure, myth, mythical figure. Oh my god, the Paul the wine is getting to me and we have a lovely wine tonight at the house. <laughs> um well, then if you guys recall uh the story that Ed uh, said in San Bernardino in 2000, you know, there is a soup salad and breadsticks trilogy at a place that he used to work at in the Chicago area. That's what you'd go for. I mean, Olive Garden obviously took that to to the next level, but this is the soup as he so eloquently says in that particular show. Um, Well, we're going to get to our version of the soup here in our lyric of the week. Right, Paul. So, Leatherman, uh, man, we're we're going back to the the late '90s. Where are we going? Uh, well, if it is about a guy who lived in the late 1880s in the Northeast, uh, let's head to the Great Pacific Northwest instead. Huh? July 22nd, 1998, Seattle. This was a great show. 
This was the last stop on a summer leg of the Yield Tour before they kind of took a mini break before continuing on North America. The song's been played 65 times. Which is and, nuts to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a lot for a for compared a to some other tracks that that's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times for yeah. I mean, what how many songs that we would love to hear have been played like 50 times or 45 times, something like that? And it's been played 65 times. But that show, that show in Seattle was at it's basically like a high school football stadium or like a like a it's like a junior college football stadium right next to Mopop. Like right next to the Space Needle, it's right there, and that they played two shows there in '98 to close out that little run. Um, and at that point, I'm sure Matt Cameron was like, "Okay, I played a lot of songs for these last few weeks," and and luckily for me, I, I ended up seeing them for the first time like like a month later. But like, I you can imagine just thinking about that time, and that was a crazy time for Matt Cameron, and it just so happens that yeah. This version is great, and we get a soundboard cut from '98. How rare is that? Yeah, yeah, I know. So, I mean, there are so many versions of this song that are that have similar energy, but then you get the soundboard quality. So, yeah, this version works for me. Um, and by the way, the story that you heard uh, uh, earlier from Ed d- d- telling you what this song was all about—that was from a few weeks later from this performance at Madison Square Garden. In New York City, uh, the same night they brought back Breath. So go listen to that bootleg if you haven't, because it's an amazing show. But anyways, Leatherman wrapping up a really fun part two of Yield Celebration, Paul. We are uh, coming close to the finish line on our Yield retrospective, and I'm very excited about what's to come. Save the best for last, maybe, hopefully. With the Paul with the teaser. Yeah. So we're going to have, actually, I mentioned it last week. We're going to have somebody on the show next week who is a part. Well, 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 it was a part. We're going to have somebody who was a part of the making of this record on the show next week. Stick around for that. Uh, it's going to be amazing. So um, we thank you for being here with us, listening. If you send in a review or a rating, we thank you very kindly. If you're a patron, we love you very much. Um, there is a new t-shirt out, Paul. We dropped that mother effer today. It is out. Uh, if you would like to get one, um, if you are a fan of the Tivoli Snake, you're going to like this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, send us a message, and, and we're going to put that order in for you. So um, that's another way to support the show. And, um, yeah, we appreciate a you guys throwback, hanging out. It will. was a throwback. If you guys like Pink yeah. Pop, you'll know what we're talking about. All right, guys. Well, we'll see you next week for part three, the epic conclusion of the Yield celebration. And until we do, you've been listening to State of Love and Trust. State of Love and Trust.